Welcome to the Full-Time Life Podcast. I'm Steph. Full-Time Life is all about acknowledging that the concept of work-life balance is flawed. There's no such thing as work separate and apart from life. It's all just life. And it's up to each of us to design our own full-time life balance. This podcast is dedicated to providing tools, resources, and conversations to encourage you to live your full-time life to the hilt. I'm joined on today's podcast with my good friend, Rosanna. Um, We met through To Be Magnetic, and it is a community of like-minded individuals who we are all doing self-work. And anything worth doing is worth having an accountability partner for. Yes. This was a manifestation in the making. I have been yearning to find a community like this and friends like you. I've been dreaming this up for a long time. It's exactly what I wanted. I didn't know how it would come together, but it did. And here we are. Here we are. What's the best thing you did all week? Ooh, last night I built a fire in my fire pit. And it's amazing because my fire started roaring pretty much immediately. I was by myself in my backyard and it was such a peaceful experience to just sit by the fire and be still, be quiet, and find peace in the flame and warmth in the flame. It was a great ending to the week, a nice way to just come back to myself. It sounds wonderful. We decided we were gonna pull some cards before we launch in. These are the Blessed Rest by Payal. They're so beautiful. Let's seal the deal and let's pick the top card. All right. Do you want to read yours? Stand still in pure gratitude for this new chapter. Honor old chapters too. You are gratefully learning your lessons. Ooh, yes. That's Stand a really juicy good one. Still in pure gratitude for this new chapter. Honor old chapters. You are gratefully learning your lessons. I can read so I can read so much into that right now. <laughs> we were just talking before this. I am learning my lessons. Yeah. And we get to talk about that together. Yeah. We get like a bestie. I know. Okay. What feels impossible or blocked can shift into a portal. You alchemize your inner and outer states when you reclaim your power. That feels right on time. (sighs) That one deserves a deep breath. (laughs) You alchemize your inner and outer states when you reclaim your power. Mm. Mm. That is really cool, especially since we're, so the work that we're doing, it's about unblocking the things that hold us back from the life that we want to live, our most authentic life. So it seems very fitting. Why don't you share a little bit about what you do? What is Rosanna all about? Mm -hmm. I'm what I would say in my second career, the career where I feel most aligned and at home when it comes to my skill set and what I love to do. And that's I'm in learning and development, organizational development for a small medical technical company. We make devices that are for people who are incapable of verbally communicating with their loved ones. So it is a device that helps them bridge communication with the world, essentially. So it's a very meaningful 
role for me because we're making a difference in the world. That's one of the things that I have been seeking for a very long time as a mission-driven company that is doing something incredibly impactful. And that's exactly what they're doing, what we're doing. But I help to support the professional development, really the personal development of our employees. One of the things that I'm most passionate about is emotional intelligence. And it's a lifelong process to learn emotional intelligence for an individual. But for me, I blend it in with how do I share this information with people from my own personal perspective and my own personal challenges. And that's pretty much a lot of what I've been doing lately in the work. But I'm a coach as well. And I'm invested in the development of our employees and just people in general. <laughs> it's life, right? It's mm -hmm. just talking about life and helping people learn about themselves, but also uncover what they're journey is in this life and what do you want to do with this one life that you have how do you want to spend it who do you want to spend it with what do you want to spend it doing um and so those kinds of conversations is what really excites me you also teach yoga yes i teach at a studio in tampa beautiful location it is a log cabin and it's called a lotus pond i started doing yoga when i was in grad school i was really stressed out and I just needed an outlet for my stress, and it was the perfect outlet. I was deepening my practice and realized a few years into it that I wanted to be a yoga teacher. I love teaching pretty much everything, but what I really love and what I'm teaching right now is beginner and gentle yoga. I like to share stories on this podcast of making big moves to essentially live your life to the hilt. So really interested in hearing any big moves you want to share? Two things in particular that are related to what we've already discussed. I'm originally from New York. I was born and raised in New York. I moved to Florida as a young teenager and went to college there and decided, when in my life am I going to have the opportunity to move to the other side of the country? Very adventurous spirit. I decided to take a job out in the Pacific Northwest, which can't be any different than Florida or New York. <laughs> so that was one huge leap of faith. It's, it was a very exciting moment in my life. I just graduated from my grad program. I was really excited. I just was very bright eyed and very optimistic. And I thought, let's let me do this crazy thing. And I, so I moved across the country to the Pacific Northwest. That's a huge transition and change. I had no idea what was in store for me. What did you secure before you moved there? So I graduated with the master's in education with the intention of working in higher education as an administrator, working in student affairs, supporting the personal development of a college student. That's what I studied. And I got a job at a small private school in Portland. I was okay. a resident director, so I lived on campus and I supervised a team of students. And I was essentially responsible for residence halls and the students in the residence halls at this college. So housing was already secured for me. I had done an on-campus interview before I took the job and I had a red flag that I didn't pay attention to in the interview process of my soon to be boss. And I was just way too optimistic to really dig into that red flag. I noticed and I was like, hmm, I don't know about this. 
but everything else, I'm, I'm liking everything else mm. I'm hearing. Yeah, housing was secured. I drove across the country with my best friend at the time. It was so much fun to get there. But once I arrived, it was the moment of truth of you did it, but you're not done. This is just the beginning. <laughs> you took the leap of faith and now you have to walk through this experience. So it was, it's the Pacific Northwest. It's gray, it's rainy, it's cold, <laughs> it's snow. And that's just the weather, but that is very metaphorically the experience that I had when I lived there. It was a little bit of a great adventure. Yeah, exactly. How long were you at, in Portland, Oregon? I was there for two years. What was the impetus for moving on? Yeah, I had a terrible professional experience. I had a boss that it was just detrimental to my mental health. Was this the red flag? This was the red flag boss. Yeah. I was in my mid-20s. So something that I've learned is listen to the red flags. <laughs> That's the precipice for my yoga journey. I'd been practicing for a year just willy-nilly in a sense. Uh, I loved it, but I wasn't very consistent. And in that experience, I realized as things were getting difficult for me emotionally, I leaned on yoga. And I, that's when I started to really explore different kinds of yoga. It, it's always been something that has saved me in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like when I lean into it, I'm leaning into it because I really need it mm -hmm. at that point in time. And it's the one thing that I feel like has always been there for me mm -hmm. in difficult moments and has helped me work through difficult moments. So that's when I started to also explore the possibility of becoming a yoga teacher. But it wasn't until years later that I actually did it. And that was the other leap of faith was how that transpired, the experience of actually becoming a yoga teacher. So I left Portland. I took a job in the Washington, D.C. area in Northern Virginia. And I, I was thinking about yoga teacher training. And I explored different ways of practicing yoga there. I, not just the practice in it of itself, but also I started to explore the eight limbs of yoga and the philosophy of yoga. And I just became really enthralled with learning as much as I could. What can I find in this? What is there here for me to learn from? And that was the experience that I had when I was living in Northern Virginia also challenging. What I didn't know at the time was that I was in the right field at the right time, but not in my right career. It was an experience that I needed to build up to what I was actually designed and meant to do. That career was a stepping stone. It wasn't where I was meant to be. It was just where I was meant to learn. It was a playing field essentially from deep learning for me. And it resembled my journey with yoga in a way, mm -hmm. right? Because I'm learning about myself through my career, through my difficult experiences in my career. And I'm using yoga as a tool to process. And I'm, I'm using yoga as a tool to also learn about myself and, and learn, get deeper into the lessons that I was learning about who I was and what I wanted and who I wanted to be. So it was this beautiful, very messy, <laughs> very tumultuous, very difficult 
but also really transformative experience that I was building between this connection of my career and yoga. After that experience, I moved back to Florida. I'm still in this career that I want to get out of. I don't want to be in it. I'm trying to get out of it. I made my way full circle back to the school where I did my grad program. And <laughs> there's so many lessons that I've learned in, in that part of my career. But one of the biggest, hardest lessons that I learned was that not everything is as it seems. Mm. And I learned how important it was for me to stay true to my values no matter what. And let me tell you, living your values, to really truly live your values and in that integrity, there are difficult choices you have to make in mm -hmm. life. Very difficult. You can choose to live an easy life or you can choose your values over the easy life. And I chose my values. And essentially that got me fired. There were some unethical things that were happening at work. And when I wouldn't support unethical decisions, I was let go from my job. So here I am. My identity was so deeply tied to my work. And here I am feeling like a complete failure, total failure. When you get laid off or when you get fired, it, it's just a shocking moment when you think that, but this is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to do. What do who am I now? What do I do now? And a month into that, I was swallowing and I was not in a good place. And I realized, but you know what? There's one thing in my life that I know that I could always rely on, and that's yoga. And that's when I decided, I was like, if not now, then when? And that was the precipice for my journey into teaching yoga. The studio where I teach at now is a studio where I did my training. And I'd never been to this studio before. I, was, I just investigated and I was searching and I was like, oh, this place has a really good reputation. This sounds like a place I could probably do my training. Soon as I drove my car up to that log cabin, it felt like pure magic. And I knew right away, this is it. This is where I belong. This is what I need to do. And I didn't need any convincing. My mind was made up when I pulled up to the place. It is a very meaningful and special place to me. I did my teacher training. It was an incredible incredible experience. I met one of my best friends in this training. I met so many great people. It really stretched my mind and my body. And I was in such a good, mind you, I'm still unemployed. The training started at the studio and then I transitioned into their four-week program, which is in North Carolina in um, the mountains, in the Appalachian Mountains, up in a, um, the Art of Living Retreat oh, yeah. Center. Talk about like magic, just absolute pure magic. It transcended from the log cabin up to this place. And once that was done, I got a job right away teaching. So I started teaching less than a month after graduation. And I'm still unemployed. And but I just had this like energy, right? This magnetism about me. And I was again, that optimism. And I did not take the hint that I'd no longer 
was meant to be in higher education, yet here I am again. <laughs> yet again, I take another job in higher education <laughs> because I haven't learned my lesson yet. And that was the most challenging. And I've had some challenging experiences in my career up until this point. And that was the absolute most challenging of them all. So at the end of the academic year, when I say yoga has pulled me, so this is a, that whole entire year, I would come home from work, walk my dog, have my dinner, chillax for a moment, and I'd probably do two or three hours of yoga. If it wasn't for that nightly practice, there's no way I would have survived that year. My mental health would never have survived. My emotional health would never have survived. Neither would my physical health. I just would not have survived that year in terms of what I was dealing with at work. And so a year of this, I was just like, you know what? I've been here before. I need to take a major leap of faith here. And I did the thing that I didn't do mm. the first round, which was quit without having anything lined up. That was the second hardest thing I've ever done in my life. That was really tough. And, but I knew I needed to do it. I needed to. And I needed to trust. I still feel that there, there's still a lot of emotion around that mm -hmm. because I needed to trust that this was gonna work out. My identity was no longer tied to my career, to my work. I'd done the work where that wasn't the case anymore. And to take that kind of leap of faith and just trust, mind you, it's not like I had this like crazy savings account. I didn't, but I knew I needed to quit. And I just needed to trust that things were gonna work out. And so that's where the bridge jobs started coming up. And I'd been working up to that point to start to collect more yoga classes to teach at one point. So if I was teaching 20 yoga classes a week, that's insane. I did that probably for two or three weeks and I realized I'm going to die doing this. Yeah. I can't do this. I had to do what I had to do. And so I just started finding different ways to just survive and to make it through. But things kept showing up for me. Like the universe kept showing up for me and kept putting things in my path and saying, here, try this. Here, try this. And I had one particular bridge job. It was a seasonal job where, so at the school that I used to teach at, I, so I was an administrator, but I also used to teach leadership courses. And in my leadership courses was introduction to leadership. I would talk about these companies and how they, these companies are run. And we'd talk about the bad ones. We'd talk about the good ones. And one of the good ones, I ended up getting a job. It's a retail company and it was seasonal. It's just mm -hmm. Christmas and Thanksgiving. And I thought, wow, what an incredible experience it is to work at this level for this company, having been someone who's taught about leadership mm -hmm. and being able to witness it from the ground, like at this level of the company. That was just, that was an incredible experience for me. And it really helped to increase my self-esteem. It helped me get my confidence up. I started to learn to trust myself more in that experience. Mm. There's so much autonomy that company gives their employees in their 
and the agency, there's a lot of agency mm. to make decisions and to go with your gut. And there's a lot of, there's an expectation that you take care of yourself physically and emotionally and mentally as well. And there's support in that too. So it was really hard, but it was also another really beautiful transformative experience. Then that was my exit out of higher education. I've never gone back to higher education. I never will. (laughs) Uh, I'm so curious about how you would describe this magic on the mat that happens. What is it about? It was, it was my way of processing Mm -hmm. my experience. The process was emotional, but the practice was physical. So it was working my way physically through the release of the emotional baggage that I was carrying and that I was dealing with. And it was a release. It felt like church to me. Mm -hmm. Yoga is my church. It's where I come back to where it brings me back to myself. It brings me back to my true nature. And it brings me back to why I'm here. And it really connects me back to myself more than anything. And reminds me that stuff isn't important. This is what's important. For me, there was a big difference between practicing in a studio and then learning how to be in my own personal practice. And for me, when I did yoga teacher training, I wanted to be a teacher. I'm a teacher at heart. Like this is who I am in this world. This is my purpose. Mm. I am here to teach. And I'm here to teach through my own personal lessons. And this is why I have had these difficult experiences. Like I need these experiences, first of all, so I can learn about myself, but so I can then be equipped to really understand what it is that I'm trying to teach others. So I I teach from a place of my own deep learning and experience of my own life. And when I transitioned from this experience of what it's like to be a student in a studio and then move into this practice of no, I am responsible for myself and my own practice. I'm here to listen to myself and to listen to my body. That was when I really learned what it is to practice yoga was when I was doing it for myself. So it looked every day, it looked different. Every day it was what I needed and it required me to really listen to what it was that I needed. And I think that's what got me through that year Mm. is the connection of listening to what my intuition Mm -hmm. and what my body and my emotional body, what my physical body, mental body, energetic body, what it needed and to give it what it needed to nourish it in that way. That's what I really, that's why I wanted to be a yoga teacher, to be that person, to understand it in that way and to guide from that place. That's magical. It is a responsibility of an instructor. It's true. You don't really know what's going on the mat. It's someone's own experience. You're just guiding them into. Yeah. It's like a Sherpa. That's how I see it. You're guiding someone up this crazy mountain Mm. that we don't know what's going to happen while we're on this mountain, but I'm here to help you through it. Yeah. But you're responsible for yourself, essentially, right? You're the one that has to climb it. (laughs) Is the practice. 
It's feeling your way through hard stuff Mm -hmm. and, and letting that stuff go. You're a teacher. That's what you're put on this earth to do. You exit out of higher education into this yoga teacher program and you now found your place in the world for this teaching. Yeah. And you're still on your journey. It's not the end. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm still on my journey. (laughs) Journey doesn't end until I take my last breath. Between higher ed and where I am now, it, it was like I was in a bit of a limbo. I really was figuring things out. I still didn't know that the L&D space was where I belonged and where all those experiences were meant to lead me to. So I was in limbo for a while. I took on jobs that were not for me, but they were right for the moment. So it wasn't until one year into the pandemic where I was a caretaker for one of my parents. And for the second time, I had to quit a job without something lined up. I just had to quit because I had to become a full-time caregiver. And my mom, once she got better, she was in a better place where I didn't have to care for her to that extent anymore. I started to job search. And that's when I knew I was like, all right, it's the L&D space. There's nothing, there's no other option for me. It is the L&D space. I went through the motions and it, it took about six months into the job search. This job with these amazing people just landed on, and it's not the job that I have right now, but it's the job that landed in, in my lap at the time. And that was early 2021. And I was in that job for a year and a half. And my, I had the most incredible boss. I had the most incredible team. It was such a great experience. I learned so much. I learned how to transfer all of my skills into the corporate world. And I had this team that was so supportive and so patient and kind and everything that I ever wanted in the people that I wanted to be working with and for. And my confidence grew substantially. I felt like I was getting, I was becoming who I was before I moved to Portland, that happy, optimistic, not that person ever left me, but I felt her, Mm -hmm. I felt myself starting to ground in who I really was again. And my boss left, my, all my colleagues moved on and I realized, oh, wow, I got everything I needed from this place. Like it's Mm. time for me to move on. And that's when I found the job that I'm in right now. And let me tell you, it only took me a month to find this job. Talk about the time between when I made a decision and when it worked out for me. I think I'm at a point now where the gap is so much smaller Mm -hmm. because of everything I've experienced and the gratitude and the joy that I found along the way has helped me close the gap between when one thing ends and the next thing begins. Mm. How does, do you think clarity plays a role of like you're clear on what you want? Oh yeah, want? 100%. That Self-worth too. probably. Yeah. I think just the gratitude, even for really hard things, mm. has helped to bring me clarity. I am the person that says like everything happens for a reason. I believe that in my core, no matter, and I've had some really difficult experiences. Caregiving for my mother, that whole experience, 
my mom and I will both agree that although that was, my mom almost died and we're both incredibly grateful for that experience. My mom will tell you, she's so grateful that we went through that together. It was meant to be that way. And that perspective on life helps to bring clarity and it, it just helps to make the good things so much sweeter. Mm, yeah. <laughs> A really nice place to maybe wrap up the this journey that you're on. I don't want to rush this moment though. Yeah. And I'm here with you now. Part of the journey is I really feel like this is part of it. I've been this it's my life has been leading me up to meet people like you. Likewise. Yeah. And it just gets better. Yeah, it absolutely does. Yeah. In this, while we're in this energetic space, should we repeat? Yeah. These? Okay, go, go. Yeah. Stand still in pure gratitude for this new chapter. Honor old chapters too. You are gratefully learning your lessons. Mm. This lands. Yeah. That's powerful when you can embody that. It's powerful. So, this card what feels impossible or blocked can shift into a portal. You alchemize your inner and outer states when you reclaim your power. Another one. When you embody this, I'll tell you, life changes. Your stories were very closely tied to this. No kidding, right? Mm -hmm. What are the chances? <laughs> and almost this, what we were talking about, it, what happens, that yeah. magic on the mat, you alchemize your inner and outer states. And, yeah. and, it, and, and you, you reclaim your power. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Cool cards, Payal. I think I need to get that deck. <laughs> what a beautiful way to end. Hearing the full story is really powerful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah. Thank you for your interest in listening. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I am so glad you're here. I hope this episode sparked ideas and provided encouragement for your own full-time life journey. Consider joining one of my upcoming workshops, a new one each month, designed to support you in your own journey to living your best life yet. For more information, visit fulltimelifesteph.com and navigate to workshops.